This week's edition of the Northeast Newscast is brought to you by the Kansas City Renaissance Festival. Open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every weekend through October 15th, rain or shine. Enjoy free parking, theme weekends, 20 stages of live entertainment, and dozens of family-friendly activities. To learn more or to plan your trip to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival, visit kcrenfest.com. Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. I'm your host, Paul Thompson, and I'll be joined this week by Kansas City Public Schools Athletic Director, Dr. James Sanders. I'll talk to Sanders about the September 30th homecoming celebration at Northeast High School, along with the parade that will be held that morning, the dedication of the brand new renovated high school field, and finally, the homecoming football game beginning at 1 p.m. on that Saturday afternoon. During our conversation, Sanders also reflects on the first high school varsity football game played at Northeast High School in 75 years, which resulted in a victory last weekend against newly formed St. Michael's. Other topics of conversation include some of the efforts that are being undertaken to build competitive athletic programs in high schools, middle schools, and even elementary schools throughout Kansas City Public Schools District. He'll also touch base on the leadership of KCPS Superintendent Dr. Mark Bedell. And as a special bonus at the end of the episode, Sanders will reveal the college nickname of fraternity brother and Northeast News publisher, Michael Bushnell. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. James Sanders of Kansas City Public Schools. Hey, Paul Thompson here, sitting alongside Dr. James Sanders, Athletic Director of the Kansas City Public Schools. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you taking the time today. We're actually in the auditorium here at Central High School, but we'll be talking a lot about Northeast and some of the things that are happening well, particularly on September 30th, when you'll have your homecoming celebration, there will be an official dedication for the new field that was built over there, and there will be a parade in the morning. So maybe we can talk about some of those details. Let's start with what what can the community expect to see on September 30th? Well, I think the community is going to see, uh, uh, first of all, they're going to see a whole lot of smiles. We've, we've been working on getting this uh, field up in, into position here for about the last year or so. Mm -hmm. uh, the parade is going to start down there by the old Apple Mart and uh, we're going to go all the way from Apple Mart down up and around the, the, the school and back around. So, uh, But what the excitement for us is is that we're able to put something in, in an environment uh, in Northeast that people are passionate, the in-club is passionate about it, the, alum the other alumni that are not part of the in-club, everybody's been waiting for this day. And uh, what's going to make special is the night, and I was a little bit earlier, is that Northeast, from a standpoint, is one of the one of our older high schools in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. It was built in 1915. It was the first high school in the nation when it was built that had an indoor swimming pool. Hmm. So for everybody that doesn't know history, that was something to say. So people came from all over the country to see Northeast High School. That's a nice little factoid. I didn't know that. Well, see, that's hmm. why we're here. Right. You're so, something new. And... Uh, so Northeast is one of the four original schools in the Kansas City School District athletic side. And when Northeast came online, they gave it the conference name was called the Quad. Mm -hmm. So if you see of any of the IL logos, it says Quad, which represents the four original high schools part of the IL. Okay. Cool. So from the standpoint of a historical, the last time that there were varsity football games participated at Northeast High School was somewhere in the late 30s, 37, 38, or 39. Wow, that's incredible to think about. It's been, I think we did the math earlier. I mean, we're talking 
75 years or more since the last time a varsity football team well, until last weekend, I guess that is. Spoiler alert. Right. But, yeah, 75 years before last weekend's game, which was actually a victory for Northeast, right? Well, yeah, the uh, the mighty Vikings won 20-16 to against uh, the new uh, St. Michael's. But what was even more special than that, that was the first night game ever at Northeast High School. Right. Before that, there were, there were no lights? No lights. Because in the, in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, People basically played in the afternoons on Saturdays. Well, mm-hmm. night football basically became popular in somewhere in the fifties and early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we we did we broke broke a couple bases, uh, shall we say? Mm-hmm. We played a game there because at one time all the schools were playing at a municipal. Right. And they would play all day Friday. I mean Friday afternoon and all day Saturday. Home football game, night game, victory. Can't be any sweeter than that. Yeah, that's pretty neat, huh? And uh, the coaching staff, it was really funny. I was there on the field, and the defensive coordinator was laying on the ground crying. He was so excited. And uh, Coach Franks is getting dumped on by with the uh, Gatorade bath. <laughs> uh, every coach was just ecstatic. What a night. And uh, the St. Michael's people were so humble and uh, saying how nice this, the field was. And it was just a great night overall. And for the record, for those who don't know, it's uh, the St. Michael's. That's like they rose up in the in the ashes i guess I, I mean i hate to say it like that but of the old o'hara high school not o'hara but also saint saint mary's saint mary's and bishop o'hara kind right. of combined and, right and they the high school was supposed to have been built like three four years ago right. saint mary's was supposed to have been a five-year process well saint mary's has been out of existence pretty close to six years now right. and then uh, so this high school is uh got a lot of big shoulders to feel over the next several years. Right. Well, uh, pretty neat. Can you maybe describe one of the things we talked about off the record before we, we, we sat down for this official interview was about the student body. The you know I spent five, six years working out in South Kansas City covering high school sports for the Hickman Mills and the Grandview District. And both of them recently got new fields. And I, I particularly the, the Grandview field opened when I was covering there. And there was... And an added electricity to those Friday night games when you get the the student body out there they I think they all recognized how neat it was to be playing on something that had just been renovated and it was it just I think it made everybody there feel a little bit more special and made those Friday nights a little bit more special for all involved to to have that new facility were you able to sense that last week well I tell you what I you would have been hard-pressed to take the smiles off of people's face. Uh, it, it's a sense of family. It's a sense of that the middle school the middle school kids now and the high school kids, they all know where they're headed. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the sense of pride of uh, growing up to be a Viking. And that's basically what our whole theme is in the district now is we're, we want our young people, our elementary kids, to know that, hey, I'm, I'm growing up to be a Viking, or I'm growing up to be a, a blue tiger, or I'm growing up to be a knight. We want it to know that we're all family, and we all own this piece of ground, shall we say. So There's that sense of pride. Right, and the sooner we build that sense of pride in our young people, our elementary kids, it automatically, when they're middle schoolers, they'll have that sense of pride. And then when they become high schoolers, uh, it, it was such an enthusiastic uh, turn of events on Friday night, and we know with the groundbreaking ceremony and the football game here on the third, it's isn't going to be more because uh, the middle school young folks, the cheerleaders are all getting excited. They get to cheer on the high school sideline with the high school kids. and at, 
right in the in the shadows of their own school right. instead of having to travel to southeast uh, which is kind of a trek probably for kids and their families on a friday night right you know rushing home after work and then heading out 20 minutes away i mean this right is and, and and the other cool thing here we, we've talked about is a lot of the alumni from northeast the graduates they did not participate in soccer mm-hmm. so now we have a soccer team and you know what's really could kind of blows your mind today that there were very few female sports at North High, Northeast High School. You mean historically? Historically. Right. But now we've got young ladies participating in sport. You know, with the following week, we're going to have the first Hall of Fame ceremony mm-hmm. at Northeast High School. And there's only one young lady going in compared to all the other young men that are going in in teams. Well, and you mentioned about the additional opportunities for for young ladies and young women at Northeast High School. I mean, just today, I think you mentioned before we started talking that uh, Sedina Parks, LPGA player, had a chance to go to Northeast High School and talk to some of those students. Yeah, and and, you know, today, for all you Vikings that don't know about swimming, the the Vikings are in a central pool for a swim meet today. So we're swimming. We also have introduced wrestling to Northeast. Our goal as the district athletic department and the Kansas City School District is to give our young people all the things that suburban schools have to the best of our abilities. And they can look forward to when they're in high school having that opportunity to represent their school. And I think that there's that element of pride in, as it relates to, as we mentioned before, to playing on a new field. Uh, that really shines through. And on the other side of the coin, when you don't have that, if you're playing on a dilapidated field or if you don't even have a team, then that's one of those things that maybe is, ends up being a source of embarrassment or, uh, you know, where you just don't have that same level of enthusiasm for what you're doing as you do when you have a, a brand new facility. I think it just really, it just kind of filters throughout the entire school. Well, you know, we were talking about the smiles, the proud principal of Northeast High School, Mr. Bolden, was at the football game, and, and you would have thought he just won the lottery. <laughs> he was looking around at the, the cheerleaders from both teams and the fans in the stands, and he had a smile for days, and at the end of the game, he's just like, what a night, mm-hmm. what a night. And those are the kind of things we want it to be, what a night all the time at Northeast High School, and along with the rest of our schools as well. Right. Well, you couldn't have scripted it much better for, for an opening game on a brand-new field for the first time in uh, three-quarters of a century. To, to get a victory out there must have been special, as you mentioned. Plus great weather. Right. There we go, right? <laughs> and that, you really can't script. Right. So, um, yeah, that's pretty neat. Well, so that'll be, for those who don't know, Saturday, September 30th, right. will be the official grand opening. There will be sort of a ceremony. I think that's going to be at 1030 following the parade. Right. Uh, there's well, just, the, the parade starts, then the ceremony, uh, then the game is set for 1 o'clock. Okay. So, uh, so pretty much following the ceremony? Right. Shortly thereafter? Right. What, what should people expect to see at the ceremony? Well, day? you're going to see uh, the, the local council person, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Bedell. Uh, also, since the NFL was kind enough to help us get us that grant, oh, we're looking for some representatives from the NFL also to be there. Good. So it, it's, it should be one heck of a day. Right, cool. Now, you mentioned the NFL. We talked about that off the record, but maybe we can talk a little more about that now. Uh, it, it was an NFL grant. It's what a lot of the schools are using. I think it's what they used out in South Kansas City at those schools that I covered and at Ruskin and Grandview in order to, to finance the field. Uh, how much did they, did you get a sense for how much they invested in, the, and the how N- much the field actually ended up costing? The NFL grant is somewhere in the neighborhood of $250,000. And for a for a basic track and uh, turf field, 
it's usually somewhere about 1.3 to 1.4 million. But you know, also we had the middle school field done and there. Uh-huh. So it was, shall we say, it was a little bit more money than the 1.2 or 1.3 we spent. We were trying to build community, and it's hard building community, like you said earlier. You're in Northeast High School, and you're playing all the way across the city at Southeast. Very few parents can get there possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're 14, 15, 16, and you can't catch a bus, it's kind of hard to get out there. Well, you walk to school every day. You can walk to the game. Right. So, but, you know, like the other activities we have at the Northeast, you know, you have the volleyball and things like that. And the vo- if you ever go to a basketball game or a volleyball game in Northeast, it's full of the local kids. Right. And that's what we want to be. They should be coming out for the soccer. They should be coming out for the football. Uh, so those are in the track and field. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. There should be something always going on where that, that complex will be in motion. Right. And, you know, if anybody who's ever been involved in athletics and knows of the concept of home field advantage. Oh, definitely. Kind of hard to get that when you're playing 20 minutes away. Right. And, and you can't get, uh, you know, a real strong contingent of, of your fan base there. So I think you'll see a lot more of that. It's what I noticed when I was covering sports out in South Kansas City when this very same process took place. I think you'll see a lot of that and you'll just be able to build on that momentum that you found last weekend. Right. Um, Purple pride. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, so the last thing related to the the September 30th event I wanted to talk to you about, and okay. we talked a little bit beforehand, was the the naming of the field, okay. the, the the naming of the, the the middle school field as well. I think you said that that's going before the board of education next week, right? That's my understanding. It'll be presented to the board, uh, the different the different namings uh, of the field and and of the complete complex, the 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 turf field uh, will hold the same name that it's held since the since its inception in 1922. And the turf field's where the high school's going to be playing. I mean, right. Okay. Well, Just the high school and the middle school, they'll be playing soccer as well. Oh, the middle school will be playing there Right. As well. They'll okay. be playing their ga- middle school games there as well. Uh, matter of fact, the goals just came in today, so we, we're going to start putting those together this afternoon. But that's like the, I guess, the stadium that's, r- that that's right the behind the high school. competition field. Yeah, okay, cool. Well and said. the competition field, that's the turf field. And it's called what? It's named after the first principal of Northeast High School. Oh, okay. And I can't think of the name off his top of his head, but so uh, his name will stay on that. The grass field will have, from my understanding, will have uh, two names. Uh, one will be, uh, part of it will be named Thatcher for the elementary school that used to sit on the property. Mm-hmm. And the other will be named after the firefighters who valiantly lost their lives in, uh, in the, the tragedy there in Northeast Kansas City. Okay, so as far as you understand, uh, that would be Mesh and Leggy. Plus, there's one other gentleman oh, right. who was who's uh, lost his life in that explosion back in the lat- late 80s. Sure. Yeah, that goes back a little further. Right. But, okay. So, you know, those guys were Northeast grads, and the, the Northeast people would uh, want something to make sure that they're always part of the Viking legend. Cool. Well, um, so as as far as you understand it, then. The board is not going to be asked to choose between the the firefighter name and Thatcher. They'll both be involved in some capacity? That is my understanding as of this point, right. Okay. And that's going before the Board of Education, and that would be, I think, next Wednesday. Correct. The 27th. Yes, sir. All right. I did all that math right in my head, so hopefully it's right. I'll double-check it before we go, uh, go and publish this thing. But cool. So I think people will be looking forward to that as well. I, one of the things, another thing that we talked about, before we got on the record here today was 
you're, you recently took over as the athletic director of, of Kansas City Public Schools. I think you officially took over the, the top job within the athletic department in June of 2017. Yes, sir. I wanted to ask you about the superintendent, Dr. Bedell. I thought you threw some very interesting details about his involvement on a granular level with athletics. Can you maybe just describe what it's been like working for him and what his attention to detail is like? Well, I, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, last, uh, not last Saturday, Saturday before last, I'm not good with numbers like you are, but <laughs> Saturday before last, uh, we, were, we have played middle school soccer at the Emanuel Tech Building, and we played middle school soccer from like 9 till 2 in the afternoon, and, and uh, I'm on the field watching the game go on between uh, Northeast and FLA, which are both of our schools. And all of a sudden, I turn around, and there's Dr. Bedell. And he's just checking on the game and says, hey, was both of those are our school? And I said, yes, sir, they are. And he said, okay, great. So that Monday morning, I get a letter, I get an email in from the chief financial officer, and Dr. Bedell wanted to know when the fields were going to be painted. <laughs> so that's an attention to detail. Uh, and I shot her a quick email back, fields are scheduled for painting this Thursday, because the other fields painted about every two weeks. Uh -huh. So, and you know, I, I it's... It's really, from an athletic standpoint, uh, you have a superintendent whose son and daughter are athletes. Mm -hmm. So we know that we're going to see Dr. Bedell at track and field. His daughter's a heck of a long jumper, hmm. triple jumper, sorry. His son plays basketball. Uh, Dr. Bedell is getting ready to go into his college hall of fame in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I was going to mention, he's a collegiate, collegiate athlete, and I think he told me the first time I met him that I think at one point he led the entire his entire NCAA division, which is not it's not the top tier, but I think it's the Division Two. He led the entire division in, in scoring. Yeah, and uh, if you watch him, because he plays basketball quite frequently, he's still got an eye for where the where the where the net's at. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he hasn't forgotten how to stroke. No, it. he has not. Because yeah. one day he made a shot. He was at the Anderson Building uh, playing a game. And he made a shot, and I'm like. Nice shot. He goes, that's old news. I can do that all the time. I'm like, okay, Doc, that's a good shot. Wow, yeah. So he hasn't forgotten how to trash talk either, huh? Well, he wasn't trash talk. <laughs> he was just stating the fact. I can hit that shot. <laughs> yeah, he's got that in his repertoire. Right. That's cool. Well, how, how neat is it to see him interacting with the kids on the court like that, to, for them to have a superintendent who not only understands where they're at in life, where they've come from, but also can hit them with a crossover and make a jumper over their heads? Well, I, I, I think Dr. Bedell comes from an uh, for our district. For our kids to see a young man, and like myself and Dr. Bedell, who both grew up in the hood. I grew up in the hood in St. Louis, mm -hmm. Dr. Bedell in another part of the country. To know that you can get out, but you're going to have to put the work in. It's just like Sedina was saying earlier. She wasn't a good student, but she put the, put the work in. And if you put the work in, you can succeed. You can succeed in life. You can succeed in school. And you can succeed in sport, but you got to put the time in. Right. And it does sound like uh, Dr. Bedell has really empowered you as the athletic director to really invest the time, the energy, the resources into establishing a, a, a bedrock of, of the athletic program here, to, to really focus on building it up from the youth levels all the way up to the top. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, our goal is to have a culture, a culture of athletics and activities it's just not athletics for us we want the young people if you play chess to learn how to play chess better uh, four years ago we implemented middle school sport that's improved our high school sport our goal here in the 18-19 school year is to put in elementary activities uh, to enhance those because right now 
the suburban schools and the suburban districts and all that, their parents are having them out doing, let's say, tennis or golf or, or uh, frisbees and all those kinds of things. We've got to get our young people involved at an early age to learn how to control their bodies, to learn proper nutrition. And the sooner we can touch those young people with that, the better off the, school, the student, better students they'll make and the better athletes they'll make. Right, and uh, the other element is learning a playbook or a philosophy for the varsity program when you're only in elementary school, middle school. It, it sets you up to be more prepared by the time you get to high school where you're not having to learn the basics right up front. You, you've already got that. It's embedded in your brain, and you're ready to learn the next level of fundamentals, the next level of the playbook. And I think you said you've, you've seen that already. Obviously, the football team gets a big victory at home in their first game in 75 years at, at Northeast High School. And then I think you mentioned seeing something similar play out with the volleyball team, right? Well, the volleyball teams were playing last week, and they were at the Anderson building. And, and the, uh, the, the official pulled me to the side, and she said, Coach, I want to tell you, you guys are so much better fundamentally than you I've seen in the past. And I'm like, well, this has contributed to that they're playing at an earlier age. So this is really, you know, when we started this four years ago, we knew that the process was going to take a little time, but now we're in mm -hmm. full swing. You know, with all our elementary, middle schools participating, we have five. Uh, the thing that we are hoping to hold on to is that you see a lot of parents and grandparents at the middle school games. Mm -hmm. We're kind of trying to figure out how we can hold on to them so they'll come and watch the varsity games when, when their granddaughters and grandsons move up to that level. It is electrifying to watch those kids smile and be participant in those levels. Right, and I, I think if you play your cards right, if you stick to the program, you'll find that that will filter all the way up too. And that part of that has to do with building the facilities. And I know that that's been what, what you mentioned before, that's been a major priority. And I think it's not just Northeast. Now that's cool and that's probably the, the most important thing to people who live in the Northeast neighborhoods and who read our newspaper. But I think you mentioned that it goes beyond that. I mean, all the high schools are kind of getting this attention to detail and this additional focus on facilities, right? Right, and right now, uh, this weekend here, the, the 23rd, Central unveils its new football, football field ribbon cutting ceremony with homecoming. Central has a brand new basketball floor, a brand new weight room. Uh, not this week, next week we break ground on East Field, uh -huh. and that's going to be totally gutted and started from scratch. And once East is done, it should be done around December, around February, early March, we'll start at Lincoln. So by this time next year, all of our outdoor facilities will be uh, crisp, uh, gifts from Santa. They'll be, <laughs> be able to be unwrapped. <laughs> it's pretty neat, and I, I think you'll probably find that, you know, the rising tide will raise all the boats. If, if you're doing the middle school program, like you say, and that's going to be developed moving forward, you'll see that the, you know, the talent pool will just increase at the high school level too, and then you'll develop some pretty distinct, exciting rivalries. Uh, maybe light another fire under those and, and add an extra element of just pride and enthusiasm moving forward. I think that's going to... Well, see you know, the, the sports that we've added to Northeast this year, uh, year before last, uh, two years ago, we added over to East, we added wrestling and swim. So this year, we've added wrestling and swim to Northeast. And uh, we've got about five or six young men, and we've got a, a slew of young ladies 
Uh, we got a lot of people interested in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be Vikings doing everything, and, and at every campus, that's our goal. For if you want to participate in sport or activities, we got the things to help you do what you want to do. Well, let's talk a little bit about this fall season. Obviously, basket or basketball is not coming up to the winter, right. but that's, that's going to be a big one. In terms of the fall slate, we've got football just started. Um, you've got, you said, is swimming ongoing now? Got a swim meet starting tonight here at Central High School. Okay. Uh, we Right now, um, it's boys swim season right now. Soccer as well going? Soccer, boys soccer, and boys and girls cross country, and volleyball. Okay. So that's our, that's our, that's our fall uh, collective. Our winter collective is boys and girls basketball, and uh, wrestling, and uh, girls swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's also for the middle school. Um, and our spring selection is baseball, track and field, girls soccer, middle school swim, track and field middle school. Uh, so every every term or every season, we've got sports for both high school and middle school participants. So with this additional investment in sports, both at the middle school level and the high school level, and, and apparently moving forward into the elementary level, how do you leverage that investment and convince the community to come back out and become supporters of it moving forward? What kind I, of strategies do you have for that? Well, the, my strategy was, and I told, our, uh, told all our athletic directors and I, I told our coaches at our fall meeting, our goal in every sport, at every school, is to get to state. Mm-hmm. You know, you always see the bandwagon effect once someone wins state or once someone wins the college World Series or college football. Mm-hmm. Or I remember when the Chiefs were real bad and nobody went out there, but once they started becoming good, everybody said it was there. Mm-hmm. Once we win a couple state titles and some sports across the district, we will see all of our fans come back, sit in the stands, and wear their school colors. So winning is the solution to everything? Winning is always the solution to everything. What about getting, one of the things you mentioned before we started talking on the record here was that to you, it's not just about what they do in high school, it's about preparing them for moving on to that next level, wherever it may be. What strategies you got for making sure that not only do the, do the students at Northeast and throughout the district excel within their high school careers, but are able to move it along and advance even further? Well, I'm going to use Charles Harris uh, for instance. Charles was a football player for Lincoln, uh, went on to the University of Missouri, and Charles got drafted. But what what made Charles successful was that there was another coach at Central High School who called the University of Missouri and said, hey, there's this kid out here who's got this great potential, and you might want to look at him. So it's to have all our coaches out there communicating with coaches at the next level about his or her student athletes. Our goal is to get our kids to the next level at every school. And that means we're out there talking to college coaches, talking to junior college coaches, talking to our folks at MCC. Right now at East High School, most of the soccer team that's going to be playing uh, for um, the one north north of the river, they're going to be playing at Maple Woods Community College, but his soccer team is mostly East High School players. Yeah. He recruited 
five the year before. He recruited four last year. Hmm. So all those kids are East Bears, okay. which is, that's great. So the goal is, let's get our kids to the next level. Let's get them someplace. Let them, let's get them academic, academically prepared, and let's play ball. And you mentioned it's not only athletics. I mean, success in athletics will open the door for young writers to start covering the sports and be excited and take pride in that. Uh, somebody maybe who has a mind for math, getting into statistics as it relates to sports, right. announcing, broadcast journalism. It, it opens doors for students in other fields, maybe ancillary fields, to find success there as well, right? Right, and, and, that's, the, and that's the beauty of sport. Everybody is not going to be a Michael Jordan or a Charles Harris, mm -hmm. but there might be some young man or young lady who's really good at stats, can learn how to run a stats program, and I know as a college AD, which I've been, is that you're looking for those kids that can come in and really boost your program so they can do those stats programs because the NCAA, the NAI, all those programs have to have valid stats for their kids mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, for record keeping. So there's so many opportunities out there for young people, but the key for every young person is to get involved. Right. You get involved, you will find your niche in a sport or an activity and you'll fall in love. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's probably as good a, a good a time as any to call it for now, but I would be remiss if I didn't at least ask you before stopping here, and I, I haven't cleared this with anybody yet, but I know you went to high school, or went to college, excuse me, with our publisher, Michael Bushnell. Mm -hmm. Are there any stories that haven't made it to the public that you'd like to get out there about Michael Bushnell? Uh, Michael Bushnell is one of the most kind-hearted gentlemen and the most, and his wife happened to be best man at his wedding. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I can say is, I hope Mike never gets married again because when he got married, he got married outside Northeast Kansas City. <laughs> the place he got married, it had no air conditioning. It was the middle of July. I am very dark complected. We had on black tuxes, <laughs> and I could have swam inside of my clothing from the sweat. Uh, his wife Chris is a sweetheart, a debate coach, and and I was in debate as well. Mike and Chris are like, there's no words for them. They're just good, great people and they care so much about uh, the community of Northeast Kansas City because they live in that and they breed it. So that's what I got to oh. say about Mike. Did he have any nicknames back then that um, didn't make the uh, didn't didn't make the transition into adulthood with him? Samurai. Oh yeah, what is that from? And uh, from old, from the old Saturday Night Live people, he used to have a guy called Samurai mm -hmm. who would go in with a sword and. Uh, in college, Mike would put a tie around his head and put like he had a samurai. So we called him Samurai. <laughs> All right. That's pretty cool. Well, I, I, won't, uh, I won't embarrass him any further by asking for any more stories, but I, <laughs> I appreciate, appreciate you being willing to uh, expand, expound upon uh, our publisher at the Northeast News, Michael Bushnell, and uh, I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me today about the athletic department here well, at Kansas City Public Schools. Well, please feel free to come back, and uh, as always, go Vikings. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you all for listening to the latest edition of the Northeast Newscast. That concludes our latest episode, but watch out next week for more content about your local community. This week's edition of the Northeast Newscast is brought to you by the Kansas City Renaissance Festival. Open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. every weekend through October 15th, rain or shine. Enjoy free parking, theme weekends, 20 stages of live entertainment, and dozens of family-friendly activities. 
To learn more or to plan your trip to the Kansas City Renaissance Festival, visit kcrenfest.com.